I have one more announcement. If you were here for Adult Forum, you met our wonderful Miss Marguerite, um, and she's doing a fall break camp here at the church at Hope, partnering with us. And so that's something to keep in your mind. And if you would like, you can contact her for more information. But that will be coming. She's coming back. It's the good news. Awesome. Hello, Hope. Today for the Earth Day service, with the help of friends, I'm very excited that we're going to celebrate and reflect and commit to and honor the, our shared Earth. I found a meditation by Julia Hamilton in the tradition of the four directions. And you may be familiar with the concept. It is an opening ritual which recognizes the four directions and the four elements, air, fire, water, earth. And these are represented here on this altar. We will weave in and out of the meditation. And we will pull in the voices of others, sing songs, and otherwise embody these concepts. I invite y'all to relax and enjoy this journey of four acts, so to speak. We have mysticism and we have science. We have appreciation and we have action. May we sink deeper into our awareness, gratitude, and responsibility to the earth together. Beginning, a meditation on the four directions by Julia Hamilton. In the pagan tradition, which is grounded in respect and reverence for the natural world, calling upon the four directions is the usual way to begin any ceremony. Each direction is associated with an element of the natural world and represents some parts of our human nature as well. The directions are not seen as separate and isolated, but rather as part of the interdependent system that makes up the world. Here on our altar, we have the symbolic elements of each direction, and we will walk through the meanings associated with each, and end by entering into a time of silence or meditation. First, we begin, we've opened a door, and we begin in the east, here, towards the rising sun. The element of the east is represented on our altar by feathers and a Buddha, for it is air and breath that gives us life. It is the direction of inspiration. The word that literally means to take in air. Inspiration. The East is associated with the mind, with knowledge, and learning and intellectual curiosity. Imagine the birds turning and wheeling in the air. Imagine the breeze blowing through your hair, if you still have some, turning towards the east. We look for a fresh start, an invigorating breath, a new idea. When you're feeling stuck in a rut, beholden to a routine, or if the wind has come out of your sails, look eastward. We'll begin with Sunflower Fields by Cindy Novello. So this is a song that I actually wrote to say thank you to the earth after returning to Kansas um, at a difficult time in my life, and the earth really helped me heal. So I wrote this for the fields of Kansas. 
soft rolling hills. I love the way your wind feels. So I've come home to you. I've wandered through foreign land, and I've wondered just where I stand. I've seen trouble and toil and strife, so I've come home to you. Stars above and earth below. Angels that sing sweet and low. I know that love will come take my hand when I've come home to you. Stars above and earth below. Angels that sing sweet and low. I know that love will come take my hand when I've come home to you. Stars above and earth below, angels that sing sweet and low. I know that love will come take my hand when I've come home to you. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. That brings me home to you. An excerpt from the novel Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. Now we pick up the story when Arthur, a human, was saved by Ford, an alien, just in time before the Earth was destroyed by another alien species. There was no way. His imagination could feel the impact of the whole earth having gone. It was too big. He prodded his feelings by thinking that his parents and his sisters had, had gone. No reaction. He thought of all the people he had been close to. No reaction. Then he thought of a complete stranger he had been standing behind in the queue at a supermarket two days before. And he felt a sudden stab. 
The supermarket was gone. Everyone in it was gone. Nelson's column had gone. Nelson's column had gone, and there would be no outcry because there was no one left to make an outcry. From now on, Nelson's column only existed in his mind. England only existed in his mind. His mind. Stuck here in this dank, smelly, steel-lined spaceship. A wave of claustrophobia closed in on him. England no longer existed. He got that somehow. He would got it. He tried again. America, he thought, is gone. He couldn't grasp it. He decided to start smaller again. New York has gone. No reaction. He never seriously believed it existed anyway. <laughs> the dollar, he thought, has sunk forever. Slight tremor there. Every Bogart movie has been wiped, he said to himself. And that gave him a nasty knock. McDonald's, he thought. There is no longer any such thing as a McDonald's hamburger. He passed out. <laughs> when he came round a second later, he found he was sobbing for his mother. He jerked himself violently to his feet. Ford! Ford looked up from where he was sitting in a corner humming to himself. He always found the actual traveling through space part of space travel rather trying. Yeah, he said. If you're a researcher on this book thing and you were on Earth, you must have been gathering material for it. Well, uh, I was able to extend the original entry uh, a bit, yes. Let me see what it says in this edition then. I've got to see it. Yeah, okay. He passed it over again. Arthur grabbed hold of it and tried to stop his hand shaking. He pressed the entry for the relevant page. The screen flashed and swirled and resolved into a page of print. Arthur stared at it. It doesn't have an entry. He burst out. Ford looked over his shoulder. Yes, it does, he said. Down there, see? All the way to the bottom of the screen, just above eccentrica gallum bits of eroticon six. Arthur followed Ford's finger and saw where it was pointing. For a moment, it still didn't register. Then his mind nearly blew up. What? Harmless? Is that all it's got to say? Harmless? One word? Ford shrugged. Well, there are a hundred billion stars in the galaxy and only a limited amount of space in the book's microprocessors, he said. And no one knew much about the Earth, of course. Well, for God's sake, I hope you managed to rectify that. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Well, I, I managed to transmit a new entry off to the editor. He had to trim it 
a bit, but it's still an improvement. And what does it say now? Ask Arthur. <coughs> Mostly harmless, <laughs> admitted Ford with a slightly embarrassed cough. Mostly harmless? shouted Arthur. And so is the question, the tension. The earth, our world, is so deeply nourishing and healing, as Cindy reminded us. But if the earth vanished in a nanosecond, if it was all gone now, would the folly on our part as participants and co-creators be the legacy we leave? We return to our meditation in the words of Julia Hamilton. We move, we move around the wheel to the south. The element of the south is fire. And in the southern part of our altar, the flame of many candles burn bright. Fire is a transformative force. It is heat and light and powerful change. We see birds move south, butterflies move south, whales move south, seeking warmer places when the weather gets cold. When our internal weather gets cold, turning south is a metaphor for turning towards warmth and delight and daylight, seeking out the changes that will warm us up, get our blood moving, call us out of our winters, out of our hi hibernation, and into action. A reading by Gary McAlpin. While driving on a remote rural road in eastern Iowa while I was in seminary, I saw an expanse of rolling earth on both sides of the highway. And on each side there were tractors. They were plowing through this rich, fertile soil, spewing up dust in the wind. And along the edges of these fields, as you drove down this highway, were large signs, seemingly proud to display that they were all planting Monsanto seeds, genetically modified seeds, letting all who see their work know that this was not the seeds of our corn mother. They were not organic and they were not pure, like our ancestors used to plant. But in her stead, these were seeds of unnatural creation. And I wrote this poem because I had to pull over. I was so overcome with emotion. And I was on my way to do a service at a church, and I had to pull over and write 
what was flooding through my mind at seeing these fields. And I have to give you a warning. Uh, this is a graphic poem. If you have children or feel that um, a graphic image, you're, please do what you need to do. Back bowed and arms outstretched with rusty chains holding her down. Her veins exposed and her legs were spread, convulsing felt through the ground. The men are ready, straw hats and all, tools in hand and tractors at bay, troweling, implanting of this foreign seed, not knowing this earth and her needs. She reels, spinning, attempting to throw these invaders who have brought this seed. She screams, enfolding all the little ones who are in such need. They hide, they scatter, they bury their heads under their mother, the caring one who feeds. But these men, these men, they do not stop. They push, they burn, they implant their seed. They thrust inside the thighs of Eve. Their tools, they poison Monsanto, their seed, blind to the fact of their own human need, raping the one on whom they feed. It's painful and heartbreaking. The anger crackles in our hearts. It's ready and necessary fuel. What actions will follow your fire and your zeal? What does the South, the sun, the transformative force of life have to offer us in this daunting task to face oppression and resist injustice? Here, Hafiz shares his suggestion. I will read it. He's not here. I know the voice of depression still calls to you. I know those habits that can ruin your life still send their invitations. But you are with a friend now and look so much stronger. You can stay that way and even bloom. Keep squeezing drops of the sun from your prayers and work and music and from your companions' beautiful laughter. Keep squeezing drops of the sun from the sacred hands and glance of your beloved and my dear, from the most insignificant movements 
of your own holy body. Learn to recognize the counterfeit coins that may buy you just a moment of pleasure, but then drag you for days like a broken man behind a farting camel. You're with the friend now. Learn what actions of yours delight, what actions of yours bring freedom and love. Whenever you say God's name, dear pilgrim, my ears wish my head was missing so they could finally kiss each other and applaud all your nourishing wisdom. Oh, keep squeezing drops of the sun from your prayers and work and music and from your companions' beautiful laughter, and from the most insignificant movements of your own holy body. Now, sweet one, be wise. Cast all your votes for dancing. There are very real and tangible ways that we can embody dancing engagement with the earth, which is sustainable and diverse, Ways which honor the land and resources, as well as prepare a way for future generations to succeed. Hafiz implores us to squeeze drops of sun from our companions' beautiful laughter. He beckons us to dance, to play, to work in community. A community that welcomes our fire and encourages action that brings freedom, love, and delight I want to share a resource with you. It's the Global Footprint Network. This organization works with nations and supports individuals to calculate their global footprint and offer mindful steps towards creating a more biodiverse and sustainable planet. Here's a little bit more about what they do. We have a video. Yes, perfect. Our human activities consume resources and produce waste, and nature needs to have the capacity to meet these demands. The ecological footprint is a way to measure our human demand on nature. Every one of us has an ecological footprint. The footprint represents the impact of a person, a household, a city, a business, or a country on nature. Things like food, energy, transportation, goods and services, all contribute to our ecological footprint. The footprint is expressed as the amount of land and water required to produce what we consume and to absorb the waste we generate. By measuring the ecological footprint, we can assess the pressure our lifestyle puts on the planet. This helps us to manage our ecological assets more wisely and to take personal and collective action. going to be passing around a slip of paper. It says thefootprintcalculator.org. And this is a website that actually does what that video is describing. It helps measure your footprint. It's simple, it's short, it's easy, and the quiz uh, is kind of fun and cute as well. (laughs) At the end, it shows a personal pie chart and a bar graph of your part in the environment. It calculates just how many Earths we would need if everyone lived like you. 
if everyone traveled like you, if everyone moved in the world as you do? I took this quiz, and it was surprising. I had (laughs) some great practices, like eating a (laughs) plant-based vegan diet, which is least burdensome on the environment. Score. But I also have areas of growth, like the amount of airplane travel I've been doing. Not great. After calculating your global footprint, you aren't left high and dry. Your energy and curiosity is offered action steps to curb your intake and shift for the betterment of all. Manageable steps, like trying plant-based meals once a week, carpooling, turning off the water, using and purchasing energy-efficient appliances. There were even some ideas after this video. Small, sustainable, right action steps that create a better world. There are things we here at Hope, a certified green sanctuary, could also still do. We could simply start by buying and using only biodegradable utensils and plates instead of plastic and foam. Then, larger efforts, like installing solar panels on our roof, could come. See? Small, manageable steps. The point is that we are, as individuals and as a community, doing our part to revere and honor the earth. So, I encourage you, as these slips of paper go along, to take the quiz, and once you have, let the fire of the South move you to sustainable action. And, of course, recycle that piece of paper. (laughs) You may stand in body or spirit for hymn 119, Once Every Soul and Nation, hymn 119. pick up Julia Hamilton's meditation here 
on the side of our altar. Continuing around the circle, we arrive in the West. The element of the West is water. And it's here on our altar, we have some water symbolizing the water collected at our homecoming service in September, where congregants come together and pour their water, symbolizing us coming together in community. It is the direction that calls us to self-reflection and self-understanding. Our emotions move in us like water, flowing through our lives, sometimes calm and sometimes turbulent, but always flowing. When we dam up our feelings, just like when we dam up a river, the pressure builds until it finds an outlet. If you are seeking to get in touch with your inner life, with your emotions, turn towards the West. We will have a video of what the Earth looks like from space and a reading from Larry Vandiver and Medina Vandiver. Overview Effect, a phrase coined in the book of the same name by space philosopher and writer Frank White, refers to the experiences of seeing firsthand of the reality of Earth in space, which is immediately understood to be tiny, fragile ball of life, hanging in a void, shielded and nourished by a, by a paper-thin atmosphere. From space... The astronaut tells us, national barriers vanish, the conflict that divides us become less important, and the need to create planetary society with the united will to protect this pale blue dot becomes obvious. Even more so, many of them tell us that the overview perspective, all of this seems immensely achievable, if only more people could have this experience. Here is what Edgar Michael, the sixth man on the moon, said. There was a startling recognition um, that the nature of the universe was not as I had been taught. I not only saw the connectedness, but felt it. I was overwhelmed by the sensation of physically and mentally exceeding out the cosmos. I recognized that this was a biological response of my brain attempting to recognize and give meaning to information about the wonderful and awesome process that I was privileged to recognize. Astash Asari, a space tourist, shared her thoughts about, about her time in space. The actual experience exceeded all expectations and is something that's hard to put into words. It sort of reduced things to the size that we think everything is manageable. 
All of these things that may seem big and impossible, we can do. Peace on earth, no problem. It gives people that type of energy, the type of power, and I experience that. This is an excerpt from Carl Sagan's speech, The Pale Blue Dot. Look again at that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. Own it. Everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever ever heard of, every human being who ever was lived out their lives. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood by, spilled by all of those generals and emperors so that in a glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of that dot. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great evolving cosmic dark. The distant image of our tiny world underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with each other and to preserve and cherish the pale blue dot, the only home we've ever known. Finally in the words, I'm sorry, finally a word of wisdom from musician Louis Armstrong. Seems to me it ain't the world that's so bad, but what we're doing to it. And all I'm saying is, see what a wonderful world it would be if only we'd give it a chance. Love, baby, love, that's the secret. So this is a song by Tom Chapin and John Forster. Um, Tom Chapin is the brother of Harry Chapin, so wonderful songwriter himself. Um, it's called This Pretty Planet. If anybody here goes to Winfield, Kansas for the big festival there, you'll know this song. And I'm hoping that we can do it in a round um, at, after we learn it. So um, I think we have the words that are going to, there we go. So you can see the different parts there. And I'll just play it a couple of times. You can join me whenever, and then we'll, we'll stop and, and do the three-part thing. I'll direct you in that a little bit. So. This pretty planet spinning through space, your garden, your harbor, your holy place. Golden sun going down, gentle blue giant spin us around all through the night. Safety. 
Till the morning light Go ahead and join me This pretty planet Spinning through space Your harbor, your garden Your golden place Golden sun going down Gentle blue giant Spin us around All through the night Safe till the morning light Let's do it together one more time This pretty planet Spinning through space Your garden, your harbor Your holy place Golden sun going down Gentle blue giant Spin us around All through the night Safe till the morning light Perfect, okay So let's do... Pretty planet spinning through space, your garden, your harbor, your holy place. This pretty planet spinning through space, your garden, your harbor, your holy place. This pretty planet spinning through space, your garden, your harbor, your holy place. Pretty planet spinning through space, your garden, your harbor, your holy place. Golden sun going down, gentle blue giant spin us around all through the night. Safe till the morning light. <laughs> Two times. <laughs> you just love singing. That was beautiful. Yay, thank you. Picking up the words of Julia Hamilton, we move now to the north. The element of the north is earth. Represented here with some plants that are about to go into our garden, there is sustainability here, the ground of our being. The north represents the place that holds us, that allows us time and space to heal and grow, to feel nurtured and respected. It is also the place of embodiment, of connecting with our physical self, with the concrete, the tangible world around us. The north calls to you if you are seeking balance, the deep wisdom that lives in your bones, a place of rest and recovery. And now Elizabeth Obel with a reading.
This is A Small Needful Fact by Ross Gay. A small needful fact is that Eric Garner worked for some time with the Parks and Rec Horticultural Department, which means perhaps that with his very large hands, perhaps in all likelihood, he put gently into the earth some plants, which most likely, some of them, in all likelihood, continue to grow, continue to do what plants do, like house and feed small and necessary creatures, like being pleasant to touch and smell, like converting sunlight into food, making it easier for us to breathe. Resilience. We are ministered to by the hope and reminder of life's defiant and magnificent capacity for resilience. The earth, humans, life is at its best, resilient. And for the magic to happen, all it takes, all it asks for, is space, resources, diversity, and sustainable right action. For our visual hymn, we will see before and after pictures of abandoned lots turned into vibrant community gardens by the New York Restoration Project. As we reflect on resilience, think of what it is in your life and world that you wish to transform with space, resources, diversity, and sustainable right action. I'll say it again. Space, resources, diversity, and sustainable right action. What you wish to dance with and squeeze drops of the sun from. What the remembrance of our interconnectivity and precious pale blue dot will fortify you to continue, to start, to stop.
You may now rise in body or spirit as we sing hymn 1074, one of my favorites, Turn the World Around. You can follow along on the screen. Let us complete Hamilton's meditation. We have moved through these four directions, given them shape and meaning. <coughs> East, air, breath, and inspiration. South, fire, transformation, and action. West, water, feeling, reflection. And north, earth, balance, and wisdom. Now I invite you to turn towards the direction that calls to you today. You may stay seated or you can stand and turn your head or your whole body, but orient yourself towards one of the directions, the element that speaks to you and your life right now. Get in your positions. East is this way, south is this way, west, and north. Awesome. When I ring the bell, we will enter into two minutes of silent meditation. When we are done, I will ring the bell as well.
Our offering today goes to the Healthy Community Store Initiative. Please give generously. So I invite you to join me on the um, chorus to this song. It's called Saving Grace, and I offer it today to the earth. <laughs> 